Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey everyone, and welcome into Attacking Third. I'm Sandra Reda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we are doing an NWSL Week 3 preview. Before we get into everything, we've got some news. CBS Sports Golasso Network, the first of its kind free 24-7 channel, dedicated exclusively to global soccer coverage is now streaming on the CBS Sports app, Pluto TV, and Paramount+. Plus. Get your morning started off on the right foot with Morning Footy, our weekday soccer culture-driven morning show beginning at 7 a.m. ET. Plus, don't miss the rest of our top-notch programming, including live matches, re-airs, original studio shows, highlights, documentaries, and so much more. CBS Sports Golasso Network is the ultimate year-round streaming destination for fans of the beautiful game. And we're just so happy that it's here because this has been in the works for quite some time. So make sure you watch Golasso Network because we watch Golasso Network. Yeah, it's fantastic. Finally, somewhere you can watch footy literally 24-7. We'll be on there. There'll be NWSL games live on Galazzo Network. They recently announced. So um, it is free. It is free. F-R-E-E. Go check it out. It's super cool. They're doing a great job over there. Um, Every Monday, every every morning, excuse me, from 7 to 9, you can catch Morning Footy. It's a great show. Um, We've got some footy to talk about this morning. It's uh, NWSL. It's back. Uh, we, had little, we had a little bit of an international break there. Lots of teams uh, in action going head to head. We obviously had a close eye on the United States women's national team. So if you need to get caught up there, you can go check out our, our previews and our recaps and all of our uh, takes and, and uh, perspectives on, on those games. Um, but that meant that during this window, there wasn't official regular season NWSL play. Um, there were a couple of clubs that were in action. We saw Houston Dash and Chicago Red Stars, uh, play a couple of games against, uh, Mexico's women's national team, but 
those were interesting games too. We didn't. They were really interesting games. Right? We'll maybe yeah. touch on them a little bit when we're previewing those respective clubs. But uh, it's all NWSL. It's regular seasons back. All twelve clubs are in action. There's one game kicking off on Friday, and we've got everything happening uh, happening on Saturday. <laughs> Close out of the buckle week. Buckle in on buckle in on Saturday. It's it's a long one. It'll be a good one though. Yeah, there's nothing like having five games on one day to just make sure you're glued to to everything happening. Because, you know, we will 100% be glued because we are also going to do the recap of week three. We'll be going live 7 p.m. ET for our weekend recap on Sunday. So make sure you join us the following day. Maybe we're, we're giving you a window of time there to work with. So maybe you can't watch all five of those games. Maybe you need to catch some highlights before you join us Sunday evening. So so make sure you're all caught up by the time you reconnect with us on Sunday at 7 p.m. ET. But let's hop to it. Let's get into these games. We got to preview some games. We got to make some predictions. That's really what everyone's joining us for mm-hmm. this morning. They want to hear what we got to say, who we think's going to get the win, the draw, the loss. Lest we not forget week two, who got all their picks, right? That's this- right. This girl right here. I did. So uh, Lisa over here, like raising that bar. And you know what? <laughs> now you have to try to get it again. I know, but it's international break. There's a lot of factors that come into Uh-oh. this week of play. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. About All right. It. Well, so we'll, well, let's start with, let's start with the, the game that's going to kick things off this weekend. Friday's headliner, Portland Thorns versus Houston dash. This one, we've got a late night kickoff for this. 10.30 p.m. ET at Providence Park. Portland Thorns, the host in this one. We've got a couple of teams at the top of the table at the moment. Week three, early match, early look at perhaps some contenders. And uh, I'm curious to see how this plays out after that international break. Because, we again, we just touched on it briefly, and this is, this is where we get a chance to talk about it. So we've got several players for Portland who had international duty with their respective national teams. But there's also Houston Dash, who was one of the two club teams that played against Mexico during this international window. But not only that, they had two players who were, or excuse me, three players really, who were with Mexico's national team while they were on this two-game series of, uh, you know, matches against NWSL teams. So, Emily Alvarado, someone new to, to the Houston Dash side, recently uh, added on as a goalkeeper. Dan Ordonez, Maria Sanchez getting action in those games, getting goals in these games, going up against Portland, who after the first two weeks are just looking like kind of a little bit of an unstoppable force. So I'm really curious who your pick is in this one, Lisa, or was it just too difficult to lean one way or the other? Honestly, yes, because it is incredibly difficult. You look at the form that Portland Thorns are in at this point. They're back-to-back wins. They're topping the standings, um, emphatically topping the standings. Sophia Smith coming off her first hat trick, four goals in two games. She's got 25 regular season goals, the youngest and the fastest player to do that in Sophia Smith. And, And this is a team that just truly has not missed a beat. Now, coming off this international break, a lot of 
a lot of players getting action during this international window for Portland, for Houston, for the United States, for Mexico, for Canada, for a number of different game, number of different nations. So how does that player rotation kind of factor into this week and, and what's happening? Because this also uh, looking at like the seven day forecast, like we do when we're looking at the weather, this is also the start of, Okay, they they play this weekend and then they play the Challenge Cup that starts next week and then they play again in a regular season weekend. So we as as analysts have to start looking at this because the coaches and the teams and the fitness trainers are all looking at this this third week in the NWSL as uh, three games in like seven, eight, nine days for some of these teams and some of these players. Plus, they're coming off an international break. So we might start to see rotation across the board this weekend in the NWSL. Now, specifically looking at the Thorns versus Houston, um, there's a lot of factors coming into it. I mean, Sophia Smith is one that can't be stopped. She's in such great form. How does she kind of continue to pick off where she she left off in the NWSL? She didn't score any goals for the United States over this international break, but she got consistent minutes and she got a good run out there. Now, for this Houston side, uh, as you just talked about, they, this Mexico international team had a number of players called up from Houston. Um, I'm specifically looking at Maria Sanchez, Diana Ordonez. These front two are coming off goals against Chicago in week two of the NWSL. They're coming off incredible partnership buildup with Ebony Salmon also in that front line. I think those front three between Sanchez, Ordonez, and Salmon are going to ask a lot of questions of Portland. I don't think that this is going to be as dominant of a performance from the Thorns that we have seen in the first two weeks. Shutouts, big wins, getting multiple goals. I just don't think it's going to happen. I still think Portland's going to get the win, though. But I think it's going uh, to be much harder for them. I'm thinking like a 2-1 Portland win. Houston gets one. I want Houston to get a goal. I want Portland to concede one goal in this one. Uh, but I still do think Portland's going to win. They're just a bit stronger at this point in the season, and, and they really haven't lost a step. All right. I think I think that's fair. I, I, uh, I think you can make a case for either of these teams, right? I think this is the game where you go back and forth a little bit and you're just like, well, on paper, I'm leaning realistically more towards one team, but maybe anything can happen and you could see possibly a draw in a game like this. I also just think it's really important to note that, yes, I think Portland Thorns, they're in great form right now. And, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards them. I'm going to go with them for the pick. Just let's just get that out of the water right now. We're both going thornies in this one. Um, but I think this was a difficult game for me because all of the original factors that you stated already, but this is game two on the road for Houston. They've got a pretty, pretty heavy road kind of trip for, for themselves um, to kind of start off this, this very, these very early weeks of the regular season. So they already went to Chicago, picked up all three points there. Then they had a few players, uh, you know, with Mexico. They also had to play a game in Houston against Mexico. So that's not necessarily something where you're like, okay, they've been on the road for weeks and weeks and weeks, but they're back at it and they're going to, to the West uh, Pacific Northwest. But this is a team similar to last year are kind of getting off on that really familiar strong foot here where the Houston Dash are really good on the road. So we saw that from this team last year, and apparently we're starting to see that this year, even with a new head coach. So something that I really liked out of the Dash in their game against Houston, getting to watch them live and sort of see all of these things in action, 
that apparently this this team is incredibly uh, good at making their adjustments. <laughs> well, they took their game one against racing, and they said, we're going on the road. We're going to a place where there might be some weather issues. we got to get acclimated to that. Let's take a look at the opposition. There's enough footage out there. How can we address, like how can we take this on tactically? And they know that Chicago plays in a three-back. They know that there's going to be spaces to, to uh, exploit. They went and did that. They challenged them with some overloads, and – they walked out of they walked out of Chicago with the win. So I'm very curious if all of these things are going to fall in line and place again for the Dash. Are they going to continue to be this very strong team on the road? Are they going to continue to show that they are able to make adjustments team to team and come out with a result, much less a win? So I am very excited that this is the game, the headline game, sort of kick everything off. Although I just think there's still a little bit more from Portland and there will be more by Portland to go up against Houston. Yes, there's tons of team there's tons of players on both teams who played in international games, but when we're looking at the minutes management for some of the players on the Thorns, I think that's going to come into play and kind of be the X factor. I'm looking at Crystal Dunn to have a big game for this team for the Thorns and have an impact and maybe People think this game might have a ton of goals, but maybe it's going to be one of those narrow score lines because of all of these little uh, intricate things on both sides of the pit. So we're both going thorns in this one. I think we're coming out a little bit hot, a little bit strong. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we're correct. It's hey, we're back. We're back with our previews. It's, it's dangerous when you and I go two for two to start to go to, to, to begin uh, to begin out the episode. So uh, we'll see. Let's 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 talk about the next game that we have in our top standings battle because we've got another pair of contenders going head to head this time on Saturday, another late night kickoff. It's going to be 10 PM Eastern time. This one at Lumen field as OL rain host San Diego wave FC. And I think to preface this, I think we need to talk a little bit, bring some news a little bit into this uh, recent announcement uh, by Olympic Lyonnais Feminine out of France. They were refuting or disputing some reports out of L'Equipe saying that American businesswoman Michelle King was interested in um, buying majority share of their women's team specifically. They disputed that. But in this dispute, they also revealed, by the way, we're actually in the process and interested in selling OL Rain. And it uh, sounds like that announcement kind of caught some folks off guard. And now this team is going to get ready to take the pitch against one, another top team in the league. So one of the statements that came out directly from the club was that they don't really have a further comment on it. They're going to allow the appropriate parties to handle those things. And the players and the coaching staff are focused on the season in front of them and preparing for the uh, the, the, ne- the next match, which is against San Diego Wave. So we will definitely take a much deeper dive on that when we have to recollect all of the news and notes that take place across women's soccer. And uh, we will have a deeper dive. And who knows, maybe some more information about that. But this is all just the surface level type of info that we have at the moment. And we got to make some picks. So we've got San Diego Wave, who are looking good to start their first two weeks of the regular season. And we've got Old Rain, who have looked like they have built into the team that we anticipate them to be in this regular season. Coming off a 2-0 win 
against the Spirit. And we've got San Diego Wave coming off two consecutive wins, um, you know, back uh, off of the international break. So when we're looking at these two teams, some things that are haunting the old rain. We saw them make that adjustment. They broke through on goal, but still a team that can play a lot of lovely soccer, get a lot of shots off, but not quite find the back of the net. Ugh. And we've got San Diego Wave with some goal scorers who are finding the back of the net, whether it's from the spot in Alex Morgan or Jaden Shaw building off of her rookie season. Uh, I'm really excited for this match. Yeah. And it was tough to, to take a look at, at a pick and say they're going to go either way. But uh, I love a coaching battle more than anything else. And I'm really excited to get this early look at Laura Harvey and Casey Stoney going head to head. And that's going to be the difference maker for me. It's why I'm going with San Diego Wave to pick up the win in this one on the road against All Rain. How about you? I love that. Uh, you're going with San Diego. I mean, I agree. The first two games that we're talking about, Portland, Houston, OL Rain, San Diego, these are my top games of the weekend, hands down, without a doubt. If you can only watch two, watch these two. Um, I might even give the edge to this one, OL Rain and San Diego, as, as being my top one that I'm highlighting and circling on my calendar. Um, this game is coming at you from Lumen Field, so it'll be the very first time that OL Rain is playing at home. Um, so it'll be Saturday at 10 p.m., their first home game. Expect the fans to be loud and proud for this OL Rain side, um, something that San Diego is, is used to playing at home at Snapdragon. But now it's behind OL Rain, a team that – has been on the road and maybe hasn't played their best football of the year yet. Whereas I think we've seen top performances from San Diego already from Portland as well. There's a couple of teams out there that we've seen their top performances. I don't think we've seen it yet from OL rain. Now that they're back at home, they've gotten that international break. Laura Harvey, um, as you mentioned with OL rain and the battle between Casey Stoney against Laura Harvey, like, that is going to be tremendous, which I think to me gives the upper hand a little bit to OL Reign in, in this scenario, in this situation. Now, San Diego is a tremendous team right now. They are moving and grooving. They've got a lot of shakers and movers on this team that can set up different scenarios. They can attack in a variety of ways. They move really quickly in transition, but then They've also got the presence of mind uh, with Amira Ali or Jaden Shaw, Alex Morgan, of course, in the front line to put their opposition in very difficult positions. And OL Reign can get in those difficult positions. They found themselves almost getting stuck in defensive shape at, at times um, and then looking to spring forward. I, I think that between OL Rain and San Diego, it's going to be a really fast game. Um, it's going to be up and down and back and forth, even as OL Rain tries to control a little bit more of the ball and a little bit of the possession. Um, I like that you're going San Diego, and I think this that's also swaying me a little bit. I'm going to go with OL Rain to get the win. They're I'm back so at home. I, I want the parity in this one uh, between you and me, for us here, for people joining us on YouTube. Um, and I think that this is the game that OL Rain can secure three points at home. You think uh, we're, we're doing this on a Thursday, so we don't have availability reports. No. Rose Lavelle play this game. Yes. And does that change things for you? If you yes. I, think she plays. I think she plays. From what we saw um, for Rose Lavelle getting the call up to the U.S. Women's National Team, she played in the first game against Ireland, ended up with a very small knock, so she was unavailable in the second match for the U.S. against Ireland. But she made her way to the desk and talked to the broadcast team and, and – mm -hmm 
she essentially said, no, I'm fine. This is 100% precautionary. She's fine. She'll be out there. Rose is playing. Uh, she's going to get an assist for LL Rain. I love it. I love you. You're going, you're, you're making a prediction. You're going right. And, yeah, you're and you're throwing in a performance prediction. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely uh, hyped and, and amped up for, for these two games specifically. We wanted to start off the episode, giving our preview and predictions of these four teams going head to head on Friday and then on Saturday. So we'll see if we're correct in our judgments, but we've got more games to preview and make predictions. So stick with us after a quick break. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step. The reason building a business is tough. Taylor brands is simplifying the business journey from launching and managing to growing your business. Taylor brands. Isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we've got a couple more games to get through for this weekend's preview. And we were going a little bit back and forth on these next two games and how we were going to like tackle the preview and looking at all four of these teams. And we said, what is a common thread here? And we, we kind of rolled with that. We said, who's going to get all the points when we talk about these next teams, maybe these were the more unpredictable type of matches for us to go ahead and preview. So let's start with North Carolina courage versus Washington spirit. This one kicking off. 7 p.m. Eastern in Cary, North Carolina. Courage the hosts in this one. And as we talk about these two teams, we've got North Carolina Courage with a win and a loss out of their first two weeks. And we've also got the Spirit, who are maybe still trying to show who they're going to be this mm -hmm. year in 2023. Identities, right? I think these early weeks are also an opportunity to really – establish yourself who you're trying to be as a team this year. And this, and this, and this is the phase of the season in, in which, in which you do that. You try to say, okay, this is, this is what we want to present. This is how we want to execute our game plans during the matches and kind of figure out and establish those team identities and those team cultures. So when we're looking at the, the, just the two week results for these two matches and kind of how they have played each other in the past, a little yeah, bit. Um, that's a big factor. The thing that's sticking out to me the most is those that early Challenge Cup 
matchup, that final between these two teams just last year. And it's going to be a little bit of a different energy for these two teams as they go head to head because they're two different teams, really. Um, the personnel across their rosters are, are, are different, but there's a lot of, there's still some familiar faces who will go, go head to head. Um, when we're looking at these two matchups, just based on their current form, do you have someone coming out of here walking away with all three points? Or is, is this kind of match just so unpredictable that you're maybe going to say it's a stalemate? Yeah, this is one that um, I for sure was like, this could be a draw. We could get a draw in this yeah. game, but I'm going to go with the winner, Sandra. I love um, it. I'm going with Washington Spirit in this one. Um, I, I think you have to look at the history between North Carolina and Washington, as you talked about Challenge Cup final in 2022, in which North Carolina won. They lifted the cup. Caroline um, ended up getting one of the goals uh, for North Carolina, and the other one was an own goal, and they beat Washington 2-1, um, Ashley Hatch also getting a goal. So that was when um, North Carolina kind of hit their peak last year, and then they fell off. But they know what this Washington side can be. I mean, they, they have a lot of history, these two sides, um, playing where they are. And this game being in carry, I think will definitely help North Carolina. But um, I, I have to look at Washington spirit and what they have on, on their roster and what's happening. Paige Mateer, uh, midfielder for Washington Spirit is not going to be available for uh, Mark Parsons in this game. She received a red card, double yellow, in week two of NWSL play when Washington played against Racing Louisville. So Matera will not be available. She's a rookie this year, gotten the start in back to back games in the opening two weeks in the midfield. So that does prove to be a little bit of a question mark, but I, I think that. Washington Spirit is going to benefit from coming off of this international break. You look at Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman, Ashley Hatch, Andy Sullivan, all of these players being on the same international team with the United States. And, and most recently, Sanchez and Rodman coming off of a wonderful performance for the U.S. against Ireland in the second friendly. And that's a partnership that Black Wendonofsky is pleased to see, and he wants to see that growth and more of it to come. And what better to show your international coach how you can do that and grow that relationship than your first game back in the NWSL, put a stamp on it, everyone's watching you, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think the fire that is lit underneath some of these Washington Spirit players are bigger and better than ever at this point. Um, and, and, and honestly, like when you look at how North Carolina has actually scored they're they're two goals for, um, in this opening two weeks of the NWSL in week one, they got a one goal over Kansas city current on a shot from, uh, Guile far out distance. It, it caught everyone by surprise, North Carolina, Kansas city, everyone, their second goal just to it in week two coming from Caroline from the spot against San Diego in which they lost 3-1. So they've struggled to find the back of the net. Um, and, and I think that they're going to struggle again against this Washington side. Um, and that's why I'm going to give Washington the win. What about you? Is this one your draw for the weekend, one of them? Because this it's one is tough. Are we, <laughs> yeah, it's unpredictable. We're, we're labeling them as the unpredictable matches, yeah, because we're going back and forth a little bit. Um, I, I am looking at – you know, the first two weeks of form, what what could that mean with a break in the middle for these two teams as they come back into action? Um, and honestly, I think if you're looking at that, maybe you go with the team that does have players who saw minutes last week. And I'm looking at the spirit as a team that might have 
the better of minute management there. I mean, we saw a start for, for Andy Sullivan, Sanchez, uh, Rodman got extended minutes uh, over the course of those two games against Ireland. Um, and, and look, North Carolina Courage, I think you are always going to be unnoticed because they're coming either to your town or you're going to North Carolina and you know you're going to go up against uh, Caroline. And that's a player that can make that can make a, a, a sunny day difficult for for any any back line. But I'm not too sure that's going to be enough. I, I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. how uh, we continue to see Emily Fox with the courage um we've seen her slotted in at the right for them really getting in centrally for the team in the attack i'm i'm i i don't know if they're gonna play um similarly against this washington spirit side who we've we've seen some we've seen some question marks i think when it comes to their middle third right um and how you could just sort of maybe play through that at, at, at moments depending on on this stretch of the game but when it comes to making sure you pick up all three points, it's because you want to get the ball in the back of the net. And I just think that between Sanchez, between Hatch, who also saw minutes during the national team friendlies, uh, Rodman, I just think there's more there from this team in the attack to try to get one in the back of the net, even if it is unpredictable game, even if it could be a narrow game, I'm going to go with the spirit in this one as well. I think they're going to go on the road. They're going to go to North Carolina and I think they're going to get all three points. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I'm not going to lie. I really thought you were going to go with North Carolina or a draw. But I, I like that we're both going to hear it. I got to see more. I, I really got to see more. So, I mean, we saw that the, that first win, it was a real kind of gritty grinder, kind of gutsy win mm-hmm. that they ended up getting in week one. And it really happened because what we see now, Kansas City current or kind of struggling in this early phase. And the the one goal that they got was just kind of happenstance. It was because they had a really smart player. They had a really smart player make a heads up play. And despite their really good, dangerous looks, they still only walked away with one goal. And then they went on the road and they weren't able to, to to kind of pull anything out of, uh, of San Diego either. So I'm, uh, I think they're happy to be back at home and um, maybe they'll get back to work, but this is, these are, Two teams that we've heard head coaches say that they're working on kind of long-term projects Yes, with their rosters. So I'm also kind of very curious about the coaching matchup in this game as well. But mm-hmm. I'm going to lean more towards the spirit in some of those boxes that we're trying to check off in this game and say that they're going to get, uh, get, get all three points and get the wins. Now, for another unpredictable game, we're looking at Angel City FC versus Racing Louisville FC. We've got Angel City. With a couple with with a win and a, and a loss in their opening two weeks, and we've got Racing Louisville with two consecutive draws. So I guess you could say they're on an undefeated streak? Question mark. It's early, right? Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens this weekend. Um, who who's going to start in these games? We're looking at Louisville. They had a lot of international players on their roster. Uh, we got to see the the first ever senior national team start for Alyssa Thompson. Went all 90 minutes, started cramping up a little bit at the end of the game there for Angel City. Uh, is she going to be available? How available is she going to be? Um, yeah, this is a game that, again, another predictable one for me going back and forth. Uh, who do you got in this one, Lisa, and why? Uh, tough question for me. I'm not giving you the answer right away. Let me explain. Yeah, uh, for me. There's a there's a lot happening in this match, and it's definitely unpredictable. This one's at BMO in L.A., 
um, which definitely helps Angel City. But uh, most recently, Angel City forward Simone Charlie coming out and announcing that she has torn her Achilles. Uh, incredibly painful, horrible. So she's out for the foreseeable future, which kind of lessens the depth that Freya Coombe has at Angel City. Now, she doesn't always use her depth. So is that as much of a factor? No, but I think losing Simone Charlie is a very big factor as a, as a team that has struggled a lot um, with keeping players healthy and and especially in their attack. They, they've got a lot of injuries up there. Um, but as you mentioned, Alyssa Thompson, the number one draft pick for Angel City, she is coming off a pretty high. Um, she's got to be having a lot of confidence during this international window that, no, she didn't get initially called in, but she was the next man up to be called. And then she gets a start and gets 90 minutes. Um, I'm not sure we get another start from her in this Angel City game. She started the first two weeks for Freya Coombe, but now that she's coming off of this international break, perhaps we see her start on the bench and come into this game uh, a little bit of rotation uh, just to kind of give her a break. I mean, she she was cramping up at the end of that second U.S.-Ireland match, so kind of how is she doing, get her, getting her uh, rested and recovered but then again she's 18 so like her body can probably bounce back a lot quicker than than when you're 35 or even 25 at that point um uh, racing louisville they need a win they ha- they need a win they have been struggling um but i think progressively racing louisville has gotten better over the first two weeks they started nwsl play a scoreless draw against houston then they welcome washington spirit at home on their second week of play they go down two goals and they end up climbing back into that game ultimately drawing again in their second week 2-2 so can they put all those things together a shutout and scoring goals uh it, it sounds so simple when you put it like that it's incredibly hard but I think this is the week that Washington Spirit does it, or excuse me, that Racing Louisville does it, sorry. Um, because of that, I think with the international players that they've got, um, I'm, I'm specifically looking at a forward in Jess McDonald for this Louisville side that needs to really take this team on her back. She didn't go anywhere during this international break. She stayed with the team. She continued to build. Um, she continued to find that rhythm with some of the other teammates that stayed there. And that's what's going to help this Louisville side now getting all their international pieces back. Abby Ursag, Carson Pickett, these are players that have been instrumental for racing Louisville. And now that they've gotten four weeks of regular season play under their belt, they're going to be clicking and firing on all cylinders. I think Louisville goes to L.A., and picks up three points against Angel City. So you're going with the winner in this one, and you're going Louisville. I am. If it's a draw, though, like, I will not be surprised. But I think, I I mean, that that sucks for Racing Louisville if they go three weeks and and draws. (laughs) Maybe maybe this is it. A bitter taste in my mouth, and I don't want that for them, so I'm going to give them one. No parody on my end. I'm also going racing. No way. Yeah, look, Lisa, and you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about the last time you and I were in L.A. and we got to see Racing Louisville get a win against Angel City. Kim Bjorkergren just saying, yeah, just setting it up and saying, all right, let's uh, we know how to take this team down. We'll we'll go ahead and do that. And uh, it was a wild one. But Louisville got all three points uh, then at at L.A. Uh, and I just feel like the personnel available for racing uh, can do that again. Yeah, I like the I, Me too. I like the additions on this team. Um, Same. I like the sort of open expectations 
expectations that there are in this team. There's like they're not heavy weighted expectations, but there's some general excitement, I think, about this team. And I think even going this early for a preview without availability reports, but knowing what we know going into these games, Alyssa Thompson and her time with with the national team, Simone Charlie not being available. I mean, that that is a huge blow to an Angel City squad that is struggling. Yeah. That is struggling to get their players, keep their players healthy and attacking players at that. So I think that puts a lot on a play on, on, on a young player like Alyssa Thompson to kind of get out there and bring the energy and you it's know, a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask of a young and, and produce and produce results, produce goals. Yeah. Um, but I, I think with the news of, of of Charlie, it just sort of feels like another bit of like a deflating mm-hmm. a balloon a little bit. It's just sort of getting, you know, it's like a hot air balloon and it's getting lower and lower and lower. And and Alyssa Thompson is like that fire. That's like trying to keep it afloat. A little bit for 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 Angel City, and it's so it's so early in the league in, in the league's regular season where you're just kind of like, well, anything can happen, and and yeah. early injuries are kind of part of the the long game, you know, in the long process. But who's going to start in the attack for this team? Is it's Freya Coombe going to going to push um, Katie Johnson higher up the pitch after there was a lot of debate in the offseason of whether where she was going to slot in? They announced her as a midfielder specifically, then it was like slash forward. And now you've got Simone, Charlie out. Like who who's gonna be on this attacking line for Angel City to to start against racing Louisville? So we'll see. I mean, Katie Johnson was one of these one of those players in NWSL during the break that was playing with yeah. Mexico, but didn't get a ton of time, honestly. I think just featured very briefly against that Chicago game and was not available against Houston. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking at that as well. Like how, how is a player like that um, going to gear up to, to tackle a, a game like this at home when you're likely to have some responsibility <laughs> thrown on your plate? When I'm looking at who's available for Angel City and you're Freya Coombe looking at who the bodies that you have, who you're going to put in, I think you're looking at a Katie Johnson over maybe someone like a Scarlett Gambetos who, yeah. who just arrived to the team and is also working her way through into, uh, you know, transitioning to to the level of play in NWSL. So I just think there's more time. I mean, Scarlett Gambetos came in around like the 70th minute yeah. uh, in, in week two for Angel City. So she's still got time because there's not a lot of depth there. No, I mean, I, mean, I, I, think, I, I think you make a good point, though, about who is going to play in that front yeah. line. And I said, Hey, I don't think Alyssa Thompson's going to get the start, but who else is going to start? Who else is going to start? She start. Yeah. So I mean, silver lining, you know, Sydney LaRue, you know, posting her training videos in her and her return yeah. back. Um, well, we'll see. It, it, I think it's really going to come down to like who's available and how, um, how good they feel, you know, to get tasked with the start. And I just think even with racing level, having so many international players, on that roster who have, you know, probably some extended minutes on their legs. It's different going from like a game that you may have had on a Monday or Tuesday, than going all the way through to a Saturday. It's not when you're playing at this level, at the professional level, a Tuesday to Saturday is, is not as short of a window yeah. Yeah. as a lot of people might, might assume for the average professional athlete. So I just think there's more in racing's arsenal to go ahead and get the goals and also get the win 
in this one. I thought they looked uh, pretty good in their two draws. And uh, we'll keep an eye and see and see how they continue to develop over the course of the regular season. So we're both going racing. We're both going spirit. And we've got two more games to make some picks. We'll be right back after a quick break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, final two matches for us to make some predictions around. Let's get at it. We've got an Eastern Coastal battle here. We've got Gotham and Orlando. We've got New Jersey, New York, and Florida. Gotham, the hosts in this one, 7 p.m. ET kickoff. Look. Maybe we should have put this in the unpredictable section, Lisa, because I don't know where to go in this one. I really don't. Yeah, this one, this one's a little bit crazy for sure. Um, when you look at these two sides and where they've come from, um, for Gotham, they're they've split. They've won one against Angel City in LA, uh, and then they ended up losing at home. Um, this Gotham side coming off that that tough loss against OL Reign. That was two nothing. But on the other side, Orlando, they are searching for their first points in this regular season. But they've also had a really tough, really tough opening two weeks. Uh, they they went to Portland um, and then they welcomed Angel City at home. That was a 2-1 loss at home. Uh, but Messiah Bright being an incredibly bright spot for Orlando in that second week game against Angel City for Orlando. Frankly, that was one thing that really excited me about this Orlando side. Um, and, and likewise, when we're looking at Gotham, they've got Jenna Neitschwanger, an incredible rookie that has played all over for uh, this Juan Carlos Amaros, uh, the head coach of Gotham and this team. But this one is my is a very big, unpredictable one. Um, I'm leaning towards Gotham. I am. I'm going to be very honest. I'm just laying it all, all my cards out there. But I think this one is one that could be a draw. I think that Orlando is going to try to pick up points this week, right? Like they, they, they need points. They have zero points on the season right now. Um, but Gotham also has a lot of, a lot of pieces that are coming together. I think Mitch purse is going to be on fire this weekend. I think we're going to see a little bit of sparks from Mitch purse. This is a player that wasn't called in over the international break to the U S roster. Then halfway through the international break, there was an opportunity for another forward to get called in and black one did not choose Mitch purse. And it is very obvious that the next two months in NWSL play is is going to be a factor in who makes the final U.S. Women's National Team World Cup roster. And Purse wants her name on that roster. She wants a ticket to Australia 
And it starts this weekend for her. I mean, it started two years ago for her, but she has to kick it into higher gear this weekend, prove that she can be a catalyst on the field, score goals, contribute. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot from Midge Purse, a lot of good things. Lynn Williams is also in that front line. She didn't get minutes over the international break with the U.S. team. So she's ready to go, ready to play 90 for this Gotham side. Um, but I just think that Orlando's going to tighten up a little bit defensively. I'm going with a draw in this one. But I, if I like Gotham's probably going to win, but I want a draw. So I'm going with a draw. Sandra, we are ready to chat with you about all of this. Can we all hear right. you? So, so here, you okay. so let me hear this correct. So, yeah. You're going with a draw, but you feel like Gotham could win this. Yes. I just want to make sure, make sure I've got that. Yep. Correctly. Orlando's okay. at home. I just think that like they're kind of going to get lucky. Okay. I don't. I don't listen. I think that there. There's. I think there's room for a winner here. And when we're talking about these two teams specifically, they had some very interesting battles last year. Yeah. And I mean, it, 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 and it went all the way back to the even the 2022 Challenge Cup. Um, and I'm just kind of like, is there going to be, are we going to see that kind of uh, these games with that sort of like weird synergy between these two teams where it's like, maybe you're going into this type of matchup and you're leaning one way. Maybe that way is Gotham. And, and maybe there's a lot of good play on the pitch. And you're like, yeah, this makes sense. They're gonna walk away with this, and then all of a sudden, it it Orlando turns the tide, and they steal the momentum, and then all of a sudden, they're walking away, snatching the three points. You know, I mean, and I'm even thinking back to like a later game for them in in midseason where the Pride had the better of Gotham, and they defeated them two one, I think, at one point um, in, in the regular season. Uh, and so I, I'm a little curious of. You know, if there is if there is a winner in this one, if, if this might be kind of the the un, that unpredictable ga- game that I said maybe we should throw it into that segment. But I don't know if this year's version of Gotham is going to allow an opportunity in front of them to slip away where we maybe saw that in twenty twenty two. Yeah, you know there there were a lot of those results that happened for Gotham too that were just kind of like how how did how and why and did this this one get away from the team. And I just don't think there's that mentality. I just don't think there's that sort of identity that's associated with this kind of team, just because of some of the players who have returned with this roster, some of the acquisitions that they went out to go and make um, and, and add to, to the team. And I'm leaning towards a win in this one and I'm leaning towards Gotham. I'm going to go with the winner in this one, even though it is tempting to choose a draw. I think it goes back a little bit to how I was feeling with the courage and the spirit. Who's going to have a little bit more going into a game like this? And when I'm looking at Gotham, we didn't get to see a ton from Lynn Williams during this international window. Um, so she is probably going to be ready to go. Yeah, exactly. And what we've seen on the defensive side of things from Orlando, I'm not too sure they've made enough adjustments to – withstand a Lynn Williams and a Midge purse, because I'm with you on that as well. This is it. These are the games that are going to really, really matter moving forward. I heard Andonofsky say in the post game that there's a cluster of players 
that are competing for a cluster of spots. And they are two groups of players who are going to be given instructions to just maintain their form in the league. And there are another group of players who are going to be told that not only do you have to maintain your form, but your performances matter. Yeah. And I think some players on that team where that's going to be a little bit more of a heavy emphasis. So I'm sorry. You're looking at this game, that opposition, the opposition that has let in tons of goals over the last two weeks. You're looking at this as an opportunity not just as a regular work. So, okay, give us give us a Gotham scoreline. If if Gotham doesn't go into this game with at least a 2-0 win, that's going to be a disappointment. Okay, I like it. You heard it here first, folks. You cannot you cannot like have what you have seen on film from this opposition and, and look at how they have struggled on defense and not look at that as an opportunity. I agree. I see that one. And and they've also got Kelly O'Hara on this Gotham side that's fighting for a roster spot. She's not in pen yet. So I'm going to go with a pick in this one, even though I feel you. It's like one of those unpredictable games. So maybe you lean towards a drop, but I can't lean towards a drop. I like it. You want like Let's it. have some expectation. Let's put it out there. Let's have some expectation. Gotham needs to get this win. They do. Get some goals. Oh, they need this win. They want to see it. Let's go. Let, 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 let's go with Gotham in, in this one. We've got a final match to preview. We've got Chicago Red Stars versus Kansas City Current, another team in need of some points. Mm. And look, Lisa, I'm just gonna say it out here: these two, these are these are two teams playing ugly right now. <laughs> There's this, 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 and this might be, and another the week three might be another ugly looking game for these two teams. I don't know if uh, we're gonna see a ton of adjustments from either side. We know that Chicago Red Stars don't have Mallory Swanson and they will not have her for probably the remainder of the season. We're doing this before availability reports. So we don't know if Kansas city currents availability report is slimmer or now longer than what it has been in the last two weeks. Who's going to be available for this match. Apparently we've already heard that uh, Casey current is also uh, talking about uh, Alex Loera as someone who yep. might be unavailable for the foreseeable future. It's like one of these areas. There's so many unknowns. There's, there's, there's players starting caliber players who are eliminated in this one. They've got two weeks under their belt where both of these teams have had some questionable performances and now they're going head to head in week three. What are we going to see? I think we're going to see some not great soccer and we're going to get a draw because of it. You so think, think a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Bad soccer and a draw. Yeah. If Justin Hamilton is back for this team, it's going 18. to be all Kansas City. But if she's not ready to go still, there's some things up in the air. Yeah, I think I mean I agree with you on all of the fronts. It's it's gonna be sloppy. It's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be great. There's these coaches, these teams are gonna have to reach into their arsenal to try to scrap and scrape and get anything out of this game. They can now availability reports will change everything for this, mainly for Kansas city. Um, but with Chicago, the, the loss of Mallory Swanson, of course is devastating. Um, but you kind of have to, when you're looking at this team and as a player on this team, you kind of have to turn that page and say, okay, who is going to score for us now? Right? Like who is going to find the back of the net? Who's going to create these opportunities? Um, she only had one goal in the season so far with the Red Stars, but she contributed. I mean, they, they lost both of their opening games. Um, 
Chicago has been struggling. Now, Casey Kruger, we're talking about U.S. internationals. We're talking about players getting called up. She's one that got called up over this international break, played and had a great game against Ireland. Uh, She's got the confidence back. Tierna Davidson also getting minutes internationally. This is a team in Chicago that is going to lean on their, their defense, which is what we've seen them do in the past. But from now on out, unless something changes for Chicago, if they get wins, it's going to be one nil. It, it's not, they're not going to be a team that's putting up four goals a game. It's not going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen unless somehow a random drafty or they get another signing or a trade or I, I don't know, a little bit of magic and fairy dust over there in Chicago. I'm not sure what's got to happen, but it's not happening. So that's that's it's not happening for Chicago this weekend I don't think they find the back of the net at all now defensively I could see them staying pretty locked down tight with Nair Davidson Kruger um, Malazzo they've got good pieces in that back line Mm -hmm. but again it comes down to the availability report of Kansas City I like that you went with the draw I'm going to go with Kansas City current in this one I think the current is finally going to get their first win Um, I think that They're coming into this week three, Kansas City, with five goals against. That has got to be better. That has got to be better. And against the Chicago side, I think Kansas City can get their defensive confidence up a little bit. They can can get a shutout in this game against Chicago and get one goal. Like, this is going to be incredibly narrow. I agree it's going to be sloppy, but I am going to give the edge to Kansas City based on availability reports or not, because we don't know what that is. Of course, if Kristen Hamilton's there, it changes things. If Dabinia can get minutes, it changes things. Um, but ultimately, I'm I'm going to give it to Casey on the road. Honestly, even without the availability reports, if this if they even have just like uh, CC Kaiser as one of yep. their available yep. strikers, I, I think Kansas City has the edge in there. I think if there's a winner in this game that comes out of this game, it's likely to be the current. So, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm with you. I think that's a smart. I think the rookies for Kansas City have also played pretty well. Like, you look at Michelle Cooper, nothing. Yeah. I mean, she's played fine. She's played well. I mean, for a rookie, she's not out here scoring bangers, but I, I'm not expecting that from her. Alexa, Alexa Spanstra in the midfield for Kansas City has also played well. Um, Robinson and another uh, drafty for Kansas City also played pretty well. So they're going to lean on those younger players. Mm-hmm. And just imagine once they start getting oh, yeah. veterans back and like, be, of course, availability report. But if a player is not available to play in a game, it doesn't mean they're not training. They could still be doing non-contact training. They could be doing a lot of things. So that's going to elevate some of these other players for Kansas City. And that's what I'm going to lean on, uh, put my yeah. hat on for this weekend. No, yeah. absolutely. Unless uh, unless Shayna Matthew, they start utilizing Shayna Matthews yeah. for the Red Stars, like in a starting role capacity. And she has like an incredible, like, um, you know, kind of breakout season, uh, then sure, maybe. But we've, we saw some really cool stuff from her in the opening two weeks, but this was all kind of in an off-the-bench capacity. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know how uh, a forward like Shayna Matthews looks in a full 90-minute game within Chicago's system quite yet. So perhaps we'll get a look at that this weekend. But again, there's just too many unknown variables, I think, for, for Chicago in this one. I think the the best case scenario is possibly uh, you know a, a draw and and maybe leaning towards a win towards 
Kansas City. But that's that's it for the picks. That's it for the predictions and and, and the previews and how we think things might shake out this weekend. Thank you all so much for listening and uh, to Attacking Third and being with us this morning. We appreciate you all so much. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. NWSL is back with week three action. And don't worry, we've got you covered with a weekend recap following all the action. It'll be on Sunday at 7 p.m. ET. For Sandra Rita and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.